Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You can tell our friends, and they can have my things when we're dead. Welcome to the Boys Cast. First podcast exclusively for the boys. Boys, 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 boys. Okay, so I'm going to announce a couple shows before I get into this interview. And pretty cool. I also also want to say thank you to everyone because, you know, when all the internet stuff was popping off or whatever, a lot of a lot of different agents and everyone's kind of messaging me being like, you know, you need to go on tour and blah, blah, blah. And even though there's COVID and all the main places, all these small t- places that we can go to. And in my mind, I was like, let's wait a bit because I don't want to disappoint people kind of thing. Like I I felt everyone was like, dude, they, you're going to sell out this and this. And in my mind, I was kind of like, we're going to put all these tickets on sale. 50 people are going to, it's going to be fine. Like for me, I would be like, that's cool. But these guys are going to be like, oh, this isn't as big as I thought. So I was kind of super skeptical if I was ready to, you know, do it. Anyways, we put out three shows already. They've all sold out. We have like 100 offers now. So and his plan was he goes, let's sell out. on. Okay, let's do this. Let's put a bunch of Wednesdays on sale. They're not even open those days. A lot of the clubs, you'll open it for that show, sell out that show. And then we go to the other people and be like, look, this guy's selling Wednesdays. And I was like. Okay, but like, what happens when we don't sell out that Wednesday? Then, then what? You, I call you and say sorry. So, anyways, we did it, and every show sold out like way before. So we've yet to not have a sellout. And I went, we just did. I was last night. I was just in New Jersey. It's like 150 people. It's like you know, and still in COVID, so it's spaced out. But they have this big, huge place that they have for it. And seeing everyone there, I thought it was super cool. So I'm going to be announcing more. I'm moving to Miami in March and we're doing a bunch of shows there. To start, I now have two more shows in Bridgeport, Connecticut. And how stupid I am, I had to ask. I go, is that like a plane? And then they're, everyone, everyone goes, you're an idiot. And that's the, 20, uh, the 25th and the 26th. So that's next weekend. And then I added another show because of Helium when sold out. I sold out. An- we start- added another show on Helium uh, next Tuesday. And that's the 16th in Philadelphia. So anyway, bunch more coming. Thank you very much. And on this episode, I I'm do I have Kurt Metzger. So Kurt was one of the, you know, many people that in America that I thought was uh, hilarious. And he's had this crazy career. And now he's kind of making these hilarious videos with um, Kyle Dunnigan that I talked about uh, on my on my last podcast. Just because I, th- I really thought they were good. And me and him are working on something together. And. We talk about in the episode about all the shows he's written on and, you know, kind of the interesting stuff about that. He had, like, a scandal himself and what happened with that. We talked about, like, comedy and all the different people and how he thinks, how he sees the world and the state of everything right now. So, without further ado, I think Kurt's one of the funniest people in the world. And I think a lot of people do uh, think that as well. (laughs) I don't think I said this on the podcast, but when we were talking about doing this episode we're gonna do um he's doing basically it's kind of a little bit like my video where i said comedians against comedy and he's doing a special called stop the laughter and 
in the episode, I, we're not, I end up doing this, so that's why I'll say what it was, but we were going to do a, a thing where I was injured, like in a wheelchair because of comedy. And I was saying like comedy can actually really hurt people. And this is why it's bad. And I was <laughs> the idea we came up with to say that I was a heckler that was destroyed by Steve Hofstetter. <laughs> <laughs> you never see afterwards. I mean, like the behind the music of a guy that was destroyed by Steve Hofstetter because he does all the videos where it's like <laughs> heckler destroyed and he kind of and he explains them all first. And uh, I, I, I literally we were talking about that and I was just a crying laughing and I went to sleep kind of thinking about it. And we ended up uh, settling on something else. But I think I'm sure whatever it ends up being like those guys are so funny. So it'll be good. But this is my talk with Kurt Metzger. Okay, so I'm here with the great man, the legend, Kurt Metzger. And we're doing that. Mm. Uh, me and you are going to do, I'm going to do your thing with Kyle, right? What, what is it called? The special you guys are doing? Oh, it's called uh, Stand Up Against Comedy. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> and it's uh, going to be a comic relief to help uh, get comedy off these streets. <laughs> you know, it's like a gun buyback, but of comedy. So we have, uh, <laughs> we so based funny. it on a TED talk that uh, a buddy of mine, uh, describe light his handle is on youtube he watches ted x talks and like it's like if mystery science theater yeah I, I, I saw him on your podcast i listened to a bunch and um yeah because ted x talks and ted x talks are ground zero for like a lot of the bad ideas that are trickling <laughs> down through society now it's just like really like you know like like real nerd like I I want to say well-to-do nerds. I'm trying to imagine who goes with these talks because they're so bad. And this guy scribes like a nerd. He's, I mean, it's, I would say his sense of humor is like wholesome. Like he's not like you know. Yeah, TEDx is like lower than TED, right? Because TED used to be, it's you know, Mark Zuckerberg would give, you know, and then they're like, it's, what if uh, we it's crank out more East. of these? <laughs> oh, UCBs, and uh, yeah. So people, what people are doing is test marketing their little catchphrases and books and shit. Some people are just jerking off. Talking about nonsense. Yeah, most of them people. are jerking off. That reminds me, you had the best quote. I always kind of like make a couple quotes that people have. I'll bring them up later. But you said uh, the Brooklyn boohoo scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember saying that, but that does yeah. sound about right. Um, so they all want to get their own white fragility term because Robin D'Angelo got writ like. Yeah, they need that. like a legend, a legend of catchphrase <laughs> bullshit. And so uh, he does like catchphrase a comedy. Yeah, he does a bingo game with, uh, you know, if they say which buzz phrase they say, or, you know, leaves out vital context or like marketing a term. And uh, he sent me one for uh, comedy. It's it's some chick who's like, I don't think she's a failed stand up. I think she's like, was never wanted to be, but never was. And it was, uh, I think the title of it is something like rape jokes. And it was around the time with Daniel Tosh and the great rape joke wars of. Uh, yeah. 20 what was it 2013 um and her thing is <laughs> she has a thing called the pyramid of hate that explains how the base of the pyramid has like jokes and the the top is uh genocide so she was <laughs> the link from joking around to fucking genocide it's and then she makes terrible period jokes the whole time oh she's it's so yeah, fucking yeah. bad which to me those are rape to my ears yeah, it's like really brutal. It's like, and there's, and if, imagine sitting in that audience and you just have to take it. <laughs> you just have to sit back. I did uh, recently, I just did a video uh, last week where it was basically a generator of how to generate blog articles. And it was kind of like blank, 
uh, has a blank problem. So it'd be, you know, whatever. And yeah, then right. since I did that, so it'd be like, whatever, the knitting industry has a racism and you could pick your problem. And since I did that, like a thousand people tagged me in those articles. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Because I was finding them. I would, so how I did it too, I would think of one. I'd be like, okay, what if I did, I wrote all these squares, like a lit- literally did it. So I go, okay, the hockey has a transphobia, whatever it was. Yeah. And then I would Google them to see if I could find what I came up with. And yeah. I was shooting like 50-50. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like I would be wow. like, whatever, the the football has a homophobia problem. And then I would be like, yeah. the gay community has a, a racism or problem. I, like, I found um, all of them. I like, uh, guys, we need to talk about such and so thing well that, that was so in my about. video that was the third category called snaz and you're allowed to add so the snaz would be like it's time to talk about yes oh, we still have a <laughs> you can add a little snaz to <laughs> yeah <it>. yeah <laughs> that's three tier <laughs> we call that was called three tier blogging but that's you know that's for harvard lit graduates we, not everyone can handle that <laughs> well i you know i found out a long time ago from talking to like reporters and shit that they don't it's always an editor so an editor has like a big bag of titles that they come on apply to your article. is that how they do it yeah the the person who writes it never comes up with that title it's the person they have this the editor there to make clickbait it up that's what their job that'd is. be sort of funny like a first person that guy writes a whole article and you're like a first person of count of coming out of the closet you go what i didn't <laughs> yeah well well, <laughs> they, well they won't do that they just know algorithm they it, it, all these companies studied like algorithms for like what what do girls share because it's it's mostly targeted at women and they like did research to figure this out and men that are share. women yeah well just they sh- they share the stuff more so that's why all all the news is like why does it seem like extra like silly brooklyn chick like everything seems like because that's they're that's targeting for that. yeah like silly silly white girl like well whatever i shouldn't say all white it's it's it's, but it's mostly targeted towards that and it's always shit like i would never care about or i'd be like this is none of my business you know they, things a woman never says like this is none of my fucking business <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah the i who was at the seller podcast one time i can't remember his name it's like michael something and he used to write for salon i used to read salon when i that's a hot job a male salon writer that's oh, like a, yeah. a male nurse is higher he than was male exactly what writer. i imagined he would be <laughs> yeah and they um, don't surprise you his article was called the poisonous legacy of chris rock <laughs> so noam had him on and i was like no don't don't tell him i'm coming on he likes having noam, those guys on the bloggers yeah, Noam's very like because noam just wants to i like i'm where i'm like i used to try to have people on like that and i'm like oh they're on race wars yeah they're they're i've only I, I, it was like letting in evil spirits to try to talk to these people like <laughs> not there's no like they have an agenda that's not their stated agenda which is like to to make uh like collect scalps for the clickbait industry that yeah that, like, yeah raises your rank i think that sometimes you see that with comedians who are like 45 they're like if i could just talk to these people i could get through to them you're like you have no idea who you're dealing so with they get through like yeah certainly that but especially old new york liberals all think like that they're like they'll calm down once trump and it's going to be even worse because they don't have a it's really did you see the they article? don't somewhere to direct it now they got to direct it everywhere they took over the new york times new york times is always a pile of shit but now somebody just published an article about how fucking clubhouse uh and in the title they put the unfettered speech on clubhouse they actually use the term <laughs> unfettered because they're trying to sell themselves as we'll be the ones that decide what's okay to say and there can't be anything that we don't control otherwise you might have yeah 
a boogaloo boys will sprout up or whatever dumb shit they're, they're so that that's like this whole into, and so trump's gone so they're losing all this fucking you know they're losing a huge they need their head that, yeah so they're gonna find new ways to make trump stories right and they're gonna find uh new crises that that are because this is the only thing they know how to do is that is like some weird fear-mongering yeah they're like just trump's really gone. happening here like like as much like we used to and it's fast i guess what and happening as fast as it's happening well because also people have a high tolerance to hearing about shit so it's going to be over in a couple days you're gonna have to move on to the next nonsense you know like the wrecking ball always kept going but now people are i don't even know how anybody even has an emotion about anything with the amount of hysteria you would get through news to be like what who's he said what like <laughs> how many times can you do Dude, that they got my a, mom i was talking about this here but so my mom eight eight years or whatever the full like trump thing obama be, even before that never mentioned politics the month of the last election because of covid she was like eh, i'll flip on cnn she calls me she goes this trump guy is a problem <laughs> <laughs> she goes we need to get and she goes we need to make sure that he gets impeached so he can't first i go we like you're 80 you haven't cared about politics your whole life so aren't you not an american citizen <laughs> she's not american that's she hilarious goes, she goes he's and she he's calling other people ugly he's ugly the guy's orange his wife's gonna leave him like she was and so, and then now that the election's over this is one thing i would give her credit for one thing the election's over she goes yeah i got a little carried away there i think i'm done with watching the news <laughs> yeah it's i mean it, cnn is so fucking bad I, I don't know like if i just watch it every day and just thought that was the news because people don't have time to check a bunch of sources yeah I've, i mean i don't even watch tv but i was just on vacation for like four days and i and i'm fox news is bigger viewership but the fox commercials are for the lowest budget things because they can't get like honda and stuff so they the one of their main sponsors of the segment that i was watching was sleep apnea mass cleaner <laughs> wow cleaner for you know like it's a, a spray on selling uh, gold coins <laughs> it's like selling gold three, coins co three different food. uh coin commercials uh over the course of the hour and it, yeah, yeah it wasn't all the same company so they're big Fox on the coins like oldie like oldie old and then and then cnn is like the newly old to me it's like who <laughs> like i'm newly old what should i be fooled by i guess CNN. yeah I'm not it's not your grandpa's <laughs> news like fox yeah, yeah, they're, they one hundred percent. Well, I'll talk about that a lot because it's there's so many people right now that are you know like my age and they're like you know us young people like we're just not taking this any you know it's kind of like that and I'm like you're fucking middle aged like you're thirty yeah. you're close this is might be a midlife crisis for you <laughs> yeah right you're, and you're like us kids yeah and well you, that's the fucking economy too is uh people couldn't move out on their own I agree like your child was extended that. that's why there's more like hysterical like. That's why you start to hear shit of like, I don't know, taking your pick, like some actors dating someone. It's not like illegal, but they're like the the woman's twenty and the guy's like fifty or so, and, and acting as if that's some kind of like, it's like, but that's a child. Like, no, it's an adult. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But to you, that decision. is a child. But to, they have the mind of a child. Like they just, unless you live on your own and have to live like an adult, what you, you can have the brain. I mean, even then, you might not have the mind of an adult. Yeah, I was kind of like discussing this too because a lot of the. If a lot of uh, the, I would say like a critique of like conservative media is sometimes they just want to complain, like say, oh, things used to be better. And, you know, this generation, it's like, and you're like, yeah, but don't forget your role in that. 
you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's they, what conservative means. <laughs> Things used to be better. <laughs> like the, yeah, like, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's the basis. It was better before this. Um, yeah, well, they're rolling it. This is like when I would I used to argue with uh, Gavin back before it was like a crime, you know, to yeah, yeah. even know him. But yeah, because you had him on a lot. On Race Wars. And um, he would, like, even the stupid Proud Boys were like, you know, before, I don't know what it is now, but... When it was the joke thing, and it was he would call it Western chauvinist. It was like the West is better, and like uh, that's that road is so stupid to me because you're like all the things you hate are directly from the West, like all the woke bullshit <laughs> and all this socialism. Yeah. The Western civilization produced those things. The things that you like, like being a fucking Catholic or what, like that's old Middle Eastern shit. Or even so then, yeah, maybe Scotland or something. You're like, you should, you just go, do you, Gavin should just take it back one country, maybe. <laughs> if you're, but he's a Catholic, so if you're Christian, oh okay, that's Middle Eastern shit. It's not Western. This used to bother me about when I got out of being religious, where I'm like, you know, I had a Jewish girlfriend who actually could pronounce the the Bible words that are are silly cult, yeah, proper like, Jew, pr- um, yeah. And she, because she's be Hebrew, and I was like, "Oh, this isn't for me. I'm from the West. Like, this was made for people that lived in a certain place." And and I, you can get wisdom in Shiva, but we read it as if the story continues with you. Like, you finish reading the Bible, and then you're the continuation of it. So when you imagine the places and people, you're imagining the people around. You know, like yeah. Wizard of Ozing. You know, like uh, uh, kind of, and the books you have have like Western-looking faces, and it doesn't look like. You know, people that guard a mummy, which it should look like. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, this isn't like, what does this have to do with me? Like, I don't live in the desert. You know what I mean? Like, like, so the superiority of being like Western, it, it, it's bizarre to me. Because the whole, there's culture is so open source and that's the wealth of the West. Like, that's what happens in a wealthy country. You have 25 year old. It's like all these shitty, I mean, like. A, part, a big part of like wokeness i blame is like shitty ass liberal parents liberal parents are the shittiest parents i've ever seen in my life especially working i don't know in entertainment and just knowing all these people that grew up telling their like, kids yeah to be whatever friends, you want their parents were their friend that kind of shit it's it's created the worst like yeah. generation who has ever <laughs> probably just the worst they're the worst it's like also uh now i mean you could hear the the eggs turning bad <laughs> when the clock tri- strikes i don't know 35 36 like you can that's when the real now you're seeing the crazy shit of of a new york like sex in the city ruined a generation it really did sex in the city but for all the fucking complaint about whatever and then girls sort of picked up where they took off so it created the city off. fucking spinsters more than there's ever been of like spinsters, city spinsters. <laughs> and they all thought they were gonna do like having it all in the city like you know like liz lemon or scarface <laughs> like yeah, on yeah. 30 rock that was supposed to be a joke or like you can have it all like <laughs> and they it, and so all of them find out you can't and they have like fucking breakdowns and i will give this to gavin he said that this is like 12 years ago on race where i had two millennial age girls on and who were like fu- it was, and one was my girlfriend and he was telling and them you gotta have my kids girlfriend and her friend that she let me fuck were both on and she's nice. like yeah you're gonna and they're like no I, I would have an abortion all this like shit because they're young <laughs> yeah and the second you and like and something snaps like like I, people fucking snap well one got married but she married a crazy guy but anyway yeah, it depends how hot they are like if it's the sevens depends, yeah. running around with hot girl attitude 
you know, like Jen Kirkman's uh, Instagram is a good barometer of what becomes of hot girls. <laughs> I, I just know so many people where I'm like, wow, this is like weird anger coming out that who told you you should have it all. First of all, like, like that was Scarface where I saw that. That was a insane. Yeah. And it didn't end good. It's supposed you know, to be cautionary. Yeah. It was like a scathing critique of, I guess, capitalism and, uh, <laughs> It, like what what did you it's like millennia the joke of like did you watch the whole movie of scarface or like yeah, it just feels the like they didn't watch the last part of a lot of these movies <laughs> well, well sex of the city didn't show the last part she gets married to the guy at the end it works out for her. mr big comes back yeah but in real life the person she, came up he's now, gone of course that's the show no in real life it, she well, no, you know, the show is years. just five aspects of a gay writer's personality but the original column <laughs> the woman that wrote that What's her name? Candace? Like she's the whole thing. How she regrets. <laughs> so I wish I had kids and all. Like, right. I, I, I could make. Like I'm always like, hey, if I have a kid, I do or don't. Whatever. Yeah, but and as a guy, is, you can. That's you know, a luxury. Crank yeah, that, that, that really is like what male privilege is. Is that is just the luxury that you're not going to have this crazy thing overtake your body that you know just hormones being shot in your brain and. <laughs> yeah, pop and, one like, out. And and so. You know, if you make an honest choice, there's some. I I know of quite a few comics in particular that are like good comics that are women that, yeah, they're they shouldn't. They they're exactly they should have fucking been a single, like dude like chick in the city, and that's what they should do. It's just the majority of people are not like most people are just you know are, are like breeders. That's what <laughs> they're set up to do, and so same as college. College put out the idea like every like, and I I remember uh, Reed Zakaria saying this when I was on Larry Wilmore, and he was saying they were arguing about whether to go to college if it's worth it, and he's like, well, statistically, uh, people get a liberal degree have better this this. He had a whole reason like statistically, that's what yeah. they all do. They all bet on statistics. Like, yeah, statistically, they're probably were already fine because they were f- rich kids or middle upper middle class kids. Yeah, you're not taking into consideration were, the before we, part. Yeah, we can't all go to college. Like the 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 idea of well, you just go to college and then statistically you have a better job. That's not like... Yeah, it's a good point. There's too many people now that are supposed to have a college job. Like we're way past the... So too many people are in debt from going to college who who probably just went because they go, yeah, it's like you go, like how you go to high school, then you leave and then you go to college and you leave and get your job. For me, it was like that. It was just kind of yeah. what you do. Well, yeah, right. And, and so there's not a... What's his name? Eric Weinstein. I watched an interview with him saying it. He goes like, "There's not. We have plenty of excellent people, but there's not enough excellent people." Have spaces. you seen? They, there's a lot of uh, yeah. charts where they have the stats, and it'll be like the amount of people in school for this job right now is two hundred thousand. The amount yeah. of jobs twenty thousand. It's a fucking Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it's all, or like being a comedian, like when uh, Barry Crimmins used to say, "There's a, a Syrian refugee crisis of com- new comedians coming in." <laughs> <laughs> Like all these people, fl- you know, when when stand up, I started come. I came in like, I don't know, like nineteen ninety nine, ninety eight. So, because I've been watching Comedy Central, and then then there was another another rush after that. You watch it, and there's not enough space for all these people. And it used to be you would just like you know figure out something else to do, or like stay in past all reason. Or but now people are mad. They're like, I went and I, I decided it was my dream. It didn't work out, and and now I'm fucking. You're like, who told you, know, you you get to be a famous comedian? <laughs> you see them, you see them lashing out at trying to ruin comics, like for a living. That that's where the clickbait uh, industry was growing at the same time. So there's all these comics. I mean, I don't really know them, but like it, a lot of around Brooklyn kind of fucking scene. 
I knew a lot mm. of comics like that that did like two spots a month and their whole identity was yelling at people online and trying to get, you know, industry games. Yeah, online gave a new, because you're already a shitty person to be a stand-up comic. Like, that's what you should recognize. You're already like us, like oversensitive kind of, like, uh, what, like I guess a snowflake they would call it. They, like I always say, all all comedians are start out as female comedians. Yeah, like a female, <laughs> I like it. Every comedian begins as a female comic, male or female. And then, like the cream master cycle or something, where you're you're a <laughs> as an, when you're you know a zygote or whatever, you were all female until you get a hormone or you don't, right? Yeah, it is kind of true because even the like top female comics, like when you think, I mean, Roseanne was saying something kind of similar. Yeah, well, it used to be like that. Now it's no, there's a female side of comedy that sucks, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna, they've we're gendered it. That. And you know what it is? It's being safe. It's being safe for work. It's being together. Well, it's, haven't, it's don't all corporate. You, yeah, they try to take out the danger, but it kind of is like anything where, because you, you know, you're a guy that like legitimately went through the entire industry process, you know, wrote on all the whole shows, all that sort of stuff. But it really feels like they, you know, when you're at a party and then like a couple people get kicked out of the bar or whatever, and everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck it, we lost them. But then most of the people yeah, right. are kind of like, yeah, but then they're like, hey, we're at a new bar, and then everyone goes over there. It really does feel like that with the industry. Like, they gotten like, you guys can't all come, and then they're like, we're, but we're still the thing that they created. And then right. everyone else started doing this thing. I mean, like, you know, people like you, you're like, yeah, I'm, I don't know, would you take writing jobs on these shows right now? Um, well, I wouldn't be able to get them. I, like, uh, never mind any controversy I ever had. Just, uh, they, they, they actually says, I go, well, it has to be a diverse, they say diverse person to mean a minority. That's the new urban is to call someone a diver, a diverse. Yeah. So the word lost all meaning. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, diversity is a very, these people, diversity is a very good thing to have in a writer's room actually, but they don't, they hate diversity. It, it, they fear it. I mean, deeply, they fear it. So they want the the most Benetton, United Colors of Benetton corporate cover of, of your college. You're like, I will hang out with one Korean, one black guy, and then one guy in a wheelchair at college. The National Geographics, yeah. They, they want that. The, they want like the look, but these are all people that got their jobs. I mean, so many of them, just like nepotism and all that kind of shit. Or the Harvard never, writers. It's That's what it was when I started. It was like Harvard Lampoon people. Was Lampoon people then the click kind of changed and it's ridiculous now with and all the people i know that have like uh jobs just are like they try to like keep their head down until it's over that's you know who evan shapiro is who is that he's the guy he was the head of CISO. oh yeah i remember him when i was at the hard times he he wanted to like work with us on a show but he's one of those guys that He's like honestly a super nice dude, but if you go to his Twitter, it's like he's all day like yelling at congressmen, and he's he's all in, right? Oh, so but, he's probably a very successful person because that's who does that. <laughs> he's all in, yeah. And then he wanted us to do a show there, and then he took over the National Lampoons, so we kind of talked to him about that. And then he's been, you know, all day yelling, yell, yells at Trump. He's like a big part of the resistance. And then yeah. I read the article two days ago, and it, it was uh, my buddy sent it to me. But he's charged with embezzling five million dollars from the National Lampoon. And wow, like, really? <laughs> yeah. And I went to that's see if like, he addressed that's it. That's like you could set your watch to it. Whoever's because it's yeah. not normal to be investing that much in yelling on. After you, well, he didn't like even address a, it. I saw. I looked at his Twitter, and I'm like, I wonder if he even said anything about this. And it was no. just like, and another thing, Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, everybody becomes like the devil in Daniel Webster. Remember that story? And the guy makes a deal with the devil, and then as as he's getting 
later in life he starts going to church a lot yeah first one to condemn people like that's all that's of good like point. Hollywood. all of hollywood is that so any like whenever you see like really crazy shit you know that's like not you know like me too like stuff that's like this is what is this like what is it like it's a reckoning you're like what, yeah but what what it what, what okay how specific be specific how is it a reckoning and the, what is oh you're gonna say things on twitter and the press is gonna make money off of they're gonna make their same rape money but without having to even report on a real rape <laughs> or be sued hunter s thompson said it the, the media there's nothing a news editor loves more than a good rape that's a hunter s thompson in our yeah i know office. and it like a masturbating raven it leers on the shoulder of the suit. <laughs> it's some like poetic thing that nails exactly what it is. So it's they always it's pure exploitation that they then pretend that they're not not doing that. But these people are so wormy and awful. They all are Trump. They're all they, you know pot calling the kettle black. Like yeah, they're all they're all fucking Trump. Uh, uh, it's not because they're both black. It's because one sh uh, <laughs> the kettle shiny. And the pot is seeing its own reflection in the kettle. That's what that's saying. So, so Bill Maher is like the yin and yang of like they both have tiny hands, you know, and they both like don't like to be made fun of. Like he is them. That's why they all were hanging out with him and shit beforehand. Yeah. Oh, he's successful. I want to be successful. I want to be around people. They all are nexium in in their hearts. So fucking uh, they can't. Be it, that that was the big affront of him. That is like them being like aghast all the time like and how could you and like look at your fucking selves asshole like like i guess that's that's america for you like the country that hates its own reflection <laughs> the most yeah. of any country and uh that's what they are they see themselves and uh I did you know. ever have that like because I, I feel like i never kind of had that that idea of like oh i want to get into the popular kid crew like for me it was always kind of about being the kids at the back of the class i you wanted know? to be well yeah it was, right so but that was the thing like when i got in when i first did it, it was just nothing but like kind of black rooms and like philly and shit and yeah you came up in philly we started, then Ke kevin hart was who was the smartest of any of us went to new york immediately and he was in at the cellar and then he was like he, he's like straight business you know i got into it to be a jerk off <laughs> i specifically yeah. was like i want to be a jerk off with my life like i don't want to <laughs> and uh so when I got to the cellar, I definitely wanted to be like sit at the table. Like that was like the height of when it was like the table. Well, know? that's a different table, though. I think they're because those people are still the troublemakers of a broader scene for the most part. <clears throat> well, then, so what happened is, and so that was Comedy Central. You know, it's called Comedy Central, and so there's a certain point where a whole bunch of people come out of college. I, I assume are getting jobs at Comedy Central, and what are they into? These are rich kids that went to college. They like improv. They like Stella. You yeah, know? which I which was funny. I never liked it. I, I didn't even understand what the fuck I was looking at. But but did you see, ever I, see the shorts, the digital shorts? No, I just saw this Comedy Central show, and I was no. Like, the, I, don't, I mean, they've never really been able to translate prop. The only show that ended up being great out of like that whole movement would have been Reno Nine One One. I used to like Viva Variety too, the one before. I don't remember that one. It's a fake variety show, and they they were all doing foreign accents, so it, it was racist. Now looking back yeah they you know, should which they should lash show. themselves yeah. for <laughs> yeah it was a variety show um but so comedy central would go so this post luna luna lounge was the alt room that's where marin was all the, like that's and that was like you know like Jeannie Garofalo. that was i read about yeah. that in high school that that was the cool 
the like indie rock cool cool they were it was that was at the time yeah so alt was still alt though you know so then when comedy central started only looking at, they, they started not going to clubs so they'd go to like rafifi whenever Mulaney was at rafifi okay <laughs> I feel stupid saying these words uh whenever he was there that's when comedy central started picking and then i used to host a thing for them at this place crash mansion where they were getting so like donald glover i remember was coming through there and like all these people <clears throat> So they started picking out of like improv and also Saturday Night Live at the same time started getting UCB people. That became the mainstream. Right. It wasn't like whatever it used to be. Well, the problem is like this happens, in my opinion, it happens with music. It happens with everything that I always use the example of, you know, the cop movies where it's like, hey, Riggs, you know, you know, I don't do that anymore. All that kind of stuff. You know, there was a point where like all those everyone's making fun of it, but no one's actually doing it. So yeah. a lot of those alt people, no one was actually kind of knew why they were doing it. They were just doing it now. Whereas before, you know, if you look at like Tim and Eric at the time, like Wait, they're making knew why they were doing it. What so you know that? that old, yeah, I'm kind of maybe could explain it better, but you know, the old Chinese or Japanese saying where everyone's in a room and if they, if they ring the bell and everyone stands up and then by the end, everyone stand, everyone stands up. Yeah, what was and, I raised a ninja? I don't know any of these Japanese <laughs> saying. <laughs> you don't know this. You don't know this. It's a, so the um, old experiment. So essentially what happens is if they start with people and they say, Hey, listen, if we ring the bell, everyone has to stand up. And then if they start, when people leave, they bring new people in, they ring the bell, you just see everyone else stand up and you go, oh, okay, we stand up when the bell rings. And then by the end, no one there has gotten an explanation for why they do it. They all just know they, if you go, hey, why do you guys, okay, so with a lot of the alt comedy, when it started, it was like a reaction to like, you know, comedy that was too clubby and stuff like that. And that's what always happens with music is a reaction to the kind of thing before, but eventually Alt comedy is just like, hey, we're being zany, but they're not actually reacting to like a well, mainstream you know of too, you know, the, too rigid. The, the, you know what? The people that were, because one thing I always liked about Marin was he fucking hated, because they would call him the godfather of downtown comedy and like these magazines and shit. And like, he really did hate that. He used to yell at Dimitri Martin all the time, which I just remember Dimitri comes on a long skateboard. Skating this alley, like I don't know, blowing on a pinwheel or something. Longboarding <laughs> some, is wrongboarding. That's the yeah. Phrase. And we're like, look at you, you're so cute. Why don't you be a man? <laughs> like it wasn't even ball busting. It was like, yeah. And um, <laughs> bullying. Yeah. <laughs> I think also too, he sensed like a younger threat for hipster pussy. Yeah, he was like, this is gonna be. He this is gonna like, take me over. He was always getting professor, professor pussy, you know. And yeah, this is the next generation. It's the punk guys when the new guy shows up with face tattoos, and you got to be like, I mean, yeah. you're not gonna be able to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the people that were funny were like real comics. They were very funny, and they're they're like, he used to talk about that because Jeannie Garofalo having her. He goes, I when we brought a notebook on stage. We I'm the room was so that we could ha work out. That was what was alt about it. Like I'm a comic. I work. I work all over like I was a place where it's not like so a bunch of people saw that I'm like oh you can always bring a notebook and, and like, then like, that became a thing yeah and it lost its uh, yeah and it, yeah it lost it and so uh and also it was white I should also the other factor of alt it was very white like that's why this crisis like comedy is not diverse enough that's the arrogance of the kind of upper class that's into improv and shit yeah have black friends so they think that there's this horrible segregation fucking paul f tompkins tweeted when with the the height of george floyd like when when it when uh i would say it maybe got out of hand <laughs> he uh 
he tweeted like I lived in I grew up in Philly and I never had a black friend and that's and you got to read White Fragility and like Paul Thompson is an asshole. He's an elitist scumbag. That's why he, that's why you didn't have a black in, in Philly. You sack of shit. Yeah, that, you. How do you have live one. in Philadelphia? That's where I started comedy. That's where I went to college. How do you live there and not have a like? You just have to have a black friend by just walking two steps in Philly. Like the amount you had to avoid black people to not have a black friend. <laughs> fucking Philly, and you're. I mean, I would too if I dressed like a plantation owner from 1843. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so, so then they give this Christ like, am I right? Like, yeah, motherfuckers, you've been. It's, it's not just racist. Don't limit yourself to why you suck. You're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like that. You're a bigot to everyone who's not in your clique. Like, don't just now focus on like you're going to be nicer to the black people. Like, <laughs> have a blanket thing of like I'm going to be less of a fucking. It's because they're tremendously insecure people who who can't stand. I, I didn't realize like the the idea of alt where it's like um, I'm allergic to. Uh, I don't know. I, I it. it there's always an element of people that are seen. They're part of the scene, right? And that's yeah. So scene stirs kind of started taking over, as opposed to people that were actually. And like then the, the corporations started, you know, and being then, like, "There's some yeah. money to made in this little culture that yeah, they got like going there's on." There's a lot here. of oh yeah, a hundred percent now. And that's what all of this ultimately is not about woke or anything. It's everything's. I was talking to Neil Brennan about it. Like every he he, he everything's a corporate gig. He's right. Every it's all. All the gigs are corporate gigs now. And when I started, you knew comics that did corporate gigs, and they they're like, yeah, it sucks. You know, you can't really be funny. It's like how college sucks, but ten times worse doing it. You know, yeah. And um, but it's great money. So that's why what the mystery of why late night sucks because it's corporate art. It's garbage. It's got yeah. nothing to do with their politics. Like, it's it's in fact they're like like Colbert's a bitch for like I'm sure in his head he thinks he's doing the resistance. And, it be, and he just focuses on that and and he makes money and like he's a corporate fucking stooge he used to be great on things you know like he i know i mean I, part of that's he's probably an improv like actor person more than the guy who he had great writers so you'll notice the quality for drop. sure in fact i think that people don't know that people write for these people they're like i mean these it's hard to tell sometimes <laughs> you're like no, you guys you, cannot possibly have writers but when this. you do it well people are like oh you're great like you know people think the the person uh they on the show they just make the whole thing kind of deep down like they don't yeah so the, that person will get blamed and for things they didn't write or <laughs> you know like does they just that's the fun. best yeah, like so bill that, maher actually wrote that n-word bit that was a prank from his staff <laughs> <laughs> well he is lucky that that was pre-george floyd death yeah that would have been tough now <laughs> Yeah, because I mean that's amazing. Like he wouldn't have just had. What do you have? Like Method Man come on and be like. Mm, and then, <laughs> he gave him a talking to. <laughs> Made yeah, it all right. better. On Oops the podcast, join me, comedian Julio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops for its sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Yeah, like I was. Uh, it wasn't Method Man. It was one of the Ices, either T or Cube. Because he doesn't comment. There's that New York Times guy that got fired because he was saying the word. I think to explain that somebody bad said the word, 
and got fired. That so was even, phenomenal. It's Monty Python now. It's Life of Brian. Yeah, it is Monty Python. <laughs> like, that's really what we've is. achieved. That's our, our actual society. It's a bunch of women with beards on. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, because I was saying, to go back to the thing, you go, like, you know, you had all those jobs, and I'm sure some of the ones you had are super cool, but, like, now, it's like, everyone there's a lot of people that kind of you're are outside cool. the system now yeah but a lot of people are outside the system now and being like man why can't this system be changed and you're like you why do you want to be part of that it's over like that i know that's why i everybody wanted to just go be the calm queen. i didn't realize how bad that's the thing i thought i thought being like i don't want to be part of that mate you didn't i didn't know it meant you yearned for it so deeply uh, honestly that it was your dream you know, like yeah, because you need to validation and that's the the levels they go well, you get this and then you you know you have a career yeah, right and you take that away and they're like Bleh. well I, the whole reason that was ever fun to do because i didn't want to i always wanted to do stand up i was like of the kind of that managers can't stand where they're like i just want to do stand up and they're like well i don't know what to do with you so <laughs> yeah i just got jobs writing because i would like i think i wrote for somebody for like a roast at the boston so if you get if people know you could write jokes well, they'll ask you to. So it just I just kind of went, I just fell into it, and I, I I needed money. So do you know? Yeah, but do you know why you were as, like a better writer than a lot of other people? And I've I talked a, uh, on this podcast last week to, for people to check out your videos with Kyle, the one especially the Shapiro and Biden. I was like, that's so perfect. But the reason why you're good, and this is the opposite of what's going on on Clubhouse, and why that sometimes the long form stuff the way that they do like if you look at you know you mentioned eric weinstein and those guys or whatever right their job is like in a lot of ways take a issue and like talk about it for like an hour and really get the thing out where it's yeah, like right. what you do in my opinion better than a lot of people is you can take their hour conversation and take it into a sentence that said all the same stuff you know what i mean so just well, like maybe Dude, I, 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 I just mentioned the like Brooklyn boohoo scene. You know what I mean? And you're like, oh, that, right, right, but yeah. that kind of thing, that right. one, that three words or how many words that is, <laughs> says that's better. Trying to cop, that's what I'm trying to be like. It tell, like it tells the guy who it tells he says the ultimate, so much in the yeah, three he's words. The ultimate guy of that. He's like, it's a hilarious. Like that's what he does. And he he used to tell me, uh, yeah, he would be like uh, imagery. Just just have imagery. Like that's what it, what all this stuff is. Go. yeah and you use stuff that people are no I'll, I'll tell you we're like the religion thing because you kind of talk about that as you know more than anyone because you we were a jehovah's witness and everything like you when you said that their their heaven is the right side of history oh yeah right <laughs> side of history heaven that's where they're gonna go it's amazing when i watch people I'm like what what is your <laughs> eternal reward i tell used to go like when do these people laugh in heaven <laughs> <laughs> that's when you're like all right ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah they it, it's not a um i don't know these are all corporate gigs now basically so it's like one i step feel away it from in my bones ships. do you feel Everybody, it have you done any of them recently where you feel like we you know, the later oh, years oh, that's what i was trying the, the whole reason i ever liked writing these jobs is because you're making up shit with like people that are fun you know i i got to work on some things that were like really good so they were good writers like now you'd probably be in with like three people that are there to fill a quota that are it's their first job and they're like uh it, like it, it's it would i wouldn't even probably relate to people like the only kind of job i could work is like it's it's probably some friend or a friend of a friend and yeah that'd be a friend somebody like like i'm like a more referral only i've never been like a uh you know package in a uta package 
for a uh, yeah and then you've worked on staff show and i didn't want a staff show i i, I wanted to be able to do stand how did you work on who is america from uh amy recommended me to amy schumer uh, sasha yeah i i think she probably felt bad for uh if i had to guess but it was a good show she, she was like you should talk to kurt uh, can you tell can you say what happened with the because i i what? the amy schumer thing you're saying she felt bad and that's because she like kind of threw you under the bus yeah which i like i said i don't i never i i very much say like do whatever you got to do she got she's like i don't know what to do these people are like if i i would have and what happened was someone at ucb got accused of rape and you kind of said hey could we look into this before right you tell me somebody posted michael shea posted this he reposted thing and said uh, ucb has done an investigation and determined that so-and-so is guilty of rape okay citizen so detectives I saw, yeah like not even <laughs> a impro- like i was calling it law and order ucb and shit like, <laughs> but that was all a lie like basically ucb had known about this guy doing that i found out you know after i was all said and done this person just went went off road and like ucb was going to sue her for putting that because you can't put that up like you like, that's crazy like that's a f- so anyway it became a whole thing and somehow i'm uh, uh how it shook out my my argument that you can't fucking that's great i was i wasn't even like giving evidence i was like just at least tell the story of what happened don't just tell me yeah don't ucb took care of it don't worry like that's <laughs> fucking frightening and uh so it turned out uh by the end uh this guy's my best friend never met this motherfucker in my life that, but now he's my best friend I, that was one of my Kurt Metzger defends his friend, who's like, which, so what if, let's say he was my friend. If you knew, you wouldn't defend your friend if some crazy shit like that happened? Totally. So, so but anyway, I think, I think the guy did it myself, like, uh, uh, but the point like is not. Like looking into it. The point is, who after gives you a shit did about your him? investigation. It's not <laughs> for him. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. anybody, that's a crazy thing. But now, that's a standard thing that's good. We're supposed to, like, you just go online. That piece of shit, Charlie Rose. That's something that makes me very happy because he's a brutal, notorious sexual harassment guy. Uh, and like Brett Butler, the comic, he fucking that was the big like legend about him. I found out like a little bit later, and then he got me too. Like me, that's the one me too. I really fucking like enjoyed because every person that's that tries to jump on it, like yeah, it's time for a reckoning. They're all. I assume you rape someone. I assume you did. <laughs> Because why would you, yeah, we all have to, I mean, men, we've all done bad things and to women, like, uh, rape them. Like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the racist like thing that. again. But we're going to spread my guilt around to you. And so that's what these fuckers do. Or either that, they're either doing that, or it's like they're that fucking arrogant. Like, I want Charlie Rose decide to have a show about that. Like, you're that arrogant, dude, with your fucking record that's about to swallow you. To even do a thing about me saying you should have due process. Oh, he get. he hit you up. That's why. He, no, he didn't hit me up. He had her on to be like. Uh, he, that's where she did it. Yes. And this fucker's tweeting at me my own points. Like I was on the other side of my own points. I also cursed Ugh. out. You know, this is. Uh, I also cursed out this stupid fuck. To, even today when I think about it, like it's moron. But, you know, all that's my fault for talking to. to people on facebook like an idiot like so what happened was they this this girl took uh i'm in an argument with her and she she took she like took off her comments and took my comments 
and went like, look what he's saying about you. So it made this whole fuck, the entire narrative got constructed. I mean, like who gives a shit now? Uh, the, the thing that I find like shocking is I had no idea because I at least wrote things you could take out of context to like fuck me with. Like I at least did that. Yeah. So that's like, all right, that's fine. That's like my own stupidity. But now you don't, you could just say something perfectly reasonable. Yeah, like it doesn't you, take you, much. Yeah, like you don't, you might as well fucking go over the top verbally abusing someone because you're going to get treated like you did either way. You're going to get well, treated Well, yeah, like they called you a pro rape comedian. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that was later when I was working on uh, Sasha's show. And that's, uh, that's like some, I'm sure, open micer in Austin, freelance writing for the HuffPo, watch the credits of the show to see like what brave woman must have written it and then saw me. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Mullen said that to me. I can't take credit. But, that's so funny. Yeah, like, and so that's what that is. There's like a thing where like the, these people are like, no, you're no longer going to be allowed. And but that's fine with me. I don't need to work in that that shit. Like, I I, I don't uh, I I never wanted to do. Dude, I watched like extended Hollywood time. You know, like I, I like that was a job. On, that was just a, a paycheck in addition to stand up. That was cool. But that guy is great. I got a cool uh uh. Like I, it was a cool thing to work on, but I, I, I could never survive in, cause the way people survive who always work in that stuff is crazy. You, you're like, you, you just have to be like, <laughs> on a, I, I don't know how I would be able to survive. Like I would just inadvertently do something that's going to be a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not a H I'm not like a office pig. I'm like a, <laughs> a, a, uh, tusks and coarse, coarse hair pig. But if I, I here's what's good about it, it's it's you, and a lot of standups can't do it because um, standup is so about you and so like and as a, and I feel about my own stand as a standup, I'm much less, I write less and I'm much more precious with things. Yeah, know, it's like something in nature, like fuck show. There's something about being able to like blank out, like put yourself into a project, especially if the thing is cool. It's very easy to do it if you like the thing you're working on. You know, like some stuff's just job, but. I really liked Who's America. So that was like a very, that's exactly like why I would get into comedy to do, to make some shit. So I'm just hanging around like very funny people trying to be as funny as possible. So it's just like freedom and play. That's what Kyle called it. That's what comedy is. So that's all I want out of it is that, is that experience of doing it. Like there's no other thing. Like You're I like don't, doing it. I don't, yeah. Like I don't need to meet, uh, you know, fucking, uh, the chick who plays Bastique and the new X-Men like I, that doesn't do anything for me yeah um, uh, I mean I can so, see that with you yeah because even when we like we're talking about that thing you'll message me like late at night with an idea I'm like oh you just like oh, you're yeah, thinking right. about this no, always fun, dude. and uh so with Kyle I used to work with him in an office like and uh we would write stuff together. oh in fact that's the Emmy was me and him with that was like uh, Amy uh, Schumer yeah, uh, for a song. That song was uh, for. It's called "Girl, You Don't Need Makeup," and that was uh, like a thing I had Facebook posted. I had made a joke about I wanted to write boy band songs, and uh, and then we made it into a thing. And Kyle's like really musical and yeah, I remember it. And um, so he's just good to work with. Like he he's like uh, he's more he's probably more precise than I am. Like that thing you're talking about with Biden, that took us. For like one and a half minutes, that took fucking forever. Well, that wasn't the precise thing. Line. Yeah, that was more the, the that's more the uh, like what you said, your ability to write characters like 
with and you make fun of them without hatred like to me that was what i liked about it yeah right we just pick out it it's a uh, he he i wanted to i started working with him like before the pandemic because i wanted to before he, he, he his shit was already good before i got there he had a thing of um his donald trump was so funny it was like my favorite trump impression because i and i could see in the comment like people that hate and like trump both like all like this impression so much better you could be like making fun of something they did like but it's just it's just trying to be funny as funny as possible with it and not like uh part of the resistance with it <laughs> like i yeah. don't want to hear your fucking resistance version of trump or, or i don't want to hear like that, that, you know it's not just separation of church and state there's a lot of shit like there should be a separation of corporate and state and of comedy like not comedy and politics i don't think i, I don't I, people are like i don't like politics in it like there's always been politics and stuff it's it's this specific intersectional cult that's what people don't want in their shit you know when you're like yeah you hear complaint like don't get the politics out of my something like it's not even politics that's the problem it's the fucking uh like where i feel like somebody's trying to indoctrinate me yeah <laughs> i'm like i i just was trying to get away from this nonsense for two seconds with some kind of entertainment like like but no you never allowed a moment it's like like uh being in a cult you think about god all day with your whole heart and your whole soul and your whole, whole mind and you don't want to stumble your brother out of the faith yeah that's what they do you got to just think like uh, we'll put it this way i mean isn't that like when you're talking about the writing for amy you were able to like write for her and like her message, which is different than yours. And I've done that like lots of times with no, girls, they, be, but they wouldn't be able to do that. Like they, if you the work for the church, you couldn't write for, you wouldn't be able to write like, Oh, I'm also like moonlighting, writing a Muslim screenplay, you know, like they would, yeah, or the company or Disney. Like, so somebody's telling me, I have a friend that was working for ABC, which is uh Disney. Okay. And it, and they, they were telling them, I can't remember what they were arguing about, but he's like, any standards and practices would say this is fine. They go, well, there's regular standards and then there's Disney standards and practice. So Disney has its own Sharia law. And, uh, <laughs> he told me it felt like Scientology. It's like being working for Scientology, working for a Disney company. What is it? It's just like your overall, it's a like all these companies, you have to be part of their corporate culture and, and you just start to think like that. And you're like, well, is it Disney standards or is it, regular american you have your rights <laughs> and they'd like that to be everyone's those companies like i should decide what what standards you know that you look for like discourse you can't just have unfettered <laughs> this unfettered like clubhouse speech going on like yeah and most large, of it's revolving around no jews i would assume where's the large private entity uh monitoring you to make sure and that's all fucking people supposedly left are into that that's mind-blowing to me they're all into a corporate censorship, like weird power thing. And they're like, the, that's the left. That's who the left is here. Did you, when you wrote on uh, who is America, did you have anything to do with the mosque sketch? Yeah, I wrote that. That's mine. Dude, that the to me, the active shooter with the mosque. And he has a little mosque in his, um, oh, oh no, 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 no. You're talking about, so no, that sketch I, was, was phenomenal. Antines. Antines was that wrote that one mostly. Yeah, had, but I know the one you're talking about. Dude. <laughs> he has the mosque. I thought you were talking about we had to build the little mosque in his cubicle. So it, yeah, <laughs> the, all the mosque stuff was incredible with that character. Um, I guess those are two different ones. But. No, the the town hall was great. The town did, hall and Nathan yeah. Fielder directed that, right? Yeah, that guy's a funny dude, man. I, yeah, I, I really liked him. Uh, 
like I was not that into the show. Like I liked certain stuff on it, but I wasn't like people would tell me like great, and I, it was like the character. I thought he would be like a boring dude from his character he's doing, but um, he's a, he's a very funny dude. Like like yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, I, like I didn't work on the movie that he just did with Borat. Not that probably was difficult. I, I imagine that was a difficult thing to figure out, but um, the show was like before it was becoming completely, you know, like uh. But I remember warning him like, "This is gonna be the last like kind of thing a funny, funny you thing." You thought a white, that? A white guy, yeah. I, I can tell. Twenty sixteen, these people like famous people are so insulated from shit that goes on generally. Okay, so it takes. You know, one time we got in an argument about Antifa. You and Sashmir and Cohen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and Antifa wasn't that big of a thing. Like you I, you thought they were great. Know. You thought they were really great. <laughs> No, he was just like it's just a bunch of lesbians, and they don't like. He just has no idea. Like these people have no idea what what goes on at the very base level with any of these things. They just know the side they wish well, and they're like they mean well. And um, I would say he's a very like nice like. He he, I, I didn't see any vices. Like he don't he, he's Jewish, doesn't get high, or he's got a nice family. Like he just seemed like a very upright. Like I would never, in a billion years, expect to hear anything like that about him the way you hear shit come out about people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you kind of so, said that it seemed like there was a lot of, in Hollywood, it's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of like people in their 40s and 50s sucking up to millennials who fucking hate them. Yeah, it is. I mean, but that's also has to do with marketing because there's a coveted demographic that they're going for. But I just think that these demographics are like shrinking. Like, you know, like the the bourgeois thick class you're trying to get, it's it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. So that's why there's this huge disconnect between like the establishment critic versus the the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, where it's like really like you thought Chappelle was only twelve percent good, and like everybody else saw it strangely thought it was ninety nine percent. It's completely. It's almost like what Occupy Wall Street was talking about, except socially. <laughs> like yeah you know like we are the 99 percent. that there's a whole 99 percent <laughs> of people that aren't into this shit and and because that these people built up their bubble so well they're like in it i mean they've made fun of it like saturday night live had that thing called the bubble you know where you and your friends could move Saturday Night Live right, had a few, yeah a few sketches that were like kind of like it wasn't like funny but it was like at least commentary on on uh what was going on um yeah, so that's it. And then all these execs, like I'm sure Lauren Michaels has all kinds of shit that he's afraid would. I'm sure all these people at long running things have all kinds of history where they have to really pretend to be obedient. Of course, yeah. Thing, because you well, you're going to be selling nap sleep apnea cleaner. <laughs> yeah, you're going to be selling sleep apnea. Yeah, right. Or uh, I want to sell, sell like a tampon that lets you fucking <laughs> make it in the workplace. Like, <laughs> what are the fucking commercials on the on the like MSNBC, what are like those kind of lifestyle products? It's like that, and then like Raytheon for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that's advertises. <laughs> I did Jimmy Shore, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Shore's dough. Jimmy Dore. I did. I I did <laughs> Jimmy Dore's uh, live show, and he played videos. And there's a fucking commercial. It's Raytheon and Girl Scouts. And shows all these girls like learning about technology, and they're like, "We need something for the future in the future, and women and inclusion and women in the future." And it's like girls are have like a 
they're holding like a virtual reality thing ooh, in their Girl Scout outfits, and it's the most bizarre pairing. I would it looked like a parody. It's, it's they are they you. I've thought about doing a parody of those, and I didn't. I kind of went a different route. Have you I was seen like, those? Yeah, dude. The, have you seen like Coca Cola's transgender commercials? It's it's crazy. No, what's the Coca Cola transgender commercial? So essentially, I mean, there's so many of these right now. You're right, and it is like so the Coca Cola one. It's just a bunch of people. The mom, so it's like a little documentary style. The mom comes and her son is, you know, dressing up like a girl or whatever. And then they show the son, you know, getting the surgery, putting the makeup on. And they show three different ones and they do that. And at the end of it, it's like, you know, Sprite. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, that's hilarious. It's phenomenal. It's almost like the the boomer process of like being, you know, going to college and being hippies and then getting your shit together and going to Silicon Valley and starting, you know, like... That yeah. where the hippies became yuppies. Um, their kids it did it all together at the same time. Like I'm a <laughs> radical, and I'm gonna get a job in the city, and I'm gonna be wealthy, and I'm gonna like <laughs> they they didn't like just it's a, so and it's like I think from just having no principles, like it wasn't like losing your prince. It was like just having none, none to begin with, and so there's no like this. They're like no, yeah, this is like. Somebody called the lifestyle left on Twitter, and that's exactly <laughs> what it is. The lifestyle left. Yeah. So anybody left that supports that shit, they're going to come after you. Like, so I love Jimmy. Like, he's one of the few, few, or like Chris Hedges or any of these people. They, they one of the few people who are like free speech leftists, and they're also ironically the few anti-war leftists. And yeah. they get sent anti-war sites. They get scrubbed along with the right wingers. That's the little quiet. Because these companies don't get. That's the look over right. here. Yeah, so Jimmy had on a guy, so Jimmy had a thing because he talked to some Boogaloo boy who had given a speech in like Michigan at the Capitol. From what I just overheard from media thing is that they're a racist proud boy group or something. That's what I heard. But it's not. It's a bunch of people. The, the guy's gay. They were there defending, they would like defend BLM protesters from police. That's crazy to me how opposite they get reported as, as a right wing. They're not at all. And um, so then- he talks to this guy, and then then he has this guy from the something Democratic Socialist Alliance, and this, this guy's like has this huge problem that Jimmy spoke to this other guy before him. He goes, "The Boogaloo Boys are applied because yeah, but the guy just said that it's not that. It's an amazing fucking episode. I know. And this asshole's like, I don't think you platform a Boogaloo Boy. He just would not get off this. Fu-. He goes, "You were flirting with libertarianism." Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then then not two days later. Not two days later, that guy's site got scrubbed off Facebook. Wow. He got censored two days after his shit, after they had this argument. Fucking moron. So uh, th- that's like... And it all, it never takes long for them to get a taste yeah, of the they, own medicine. They, there's like, you know, it's like the, the classic, like how the Marx is. There's like the... They don't like the working class. They never have. They can't stand the working class. So to be a leftist and hate the working class, that, that's why it got converted to your skin color and gender and shit because that way I can be rich but still a victim of you. Yeah. Like Have AOC you seen is the a meme? victim of people who are mean on Twitter. There was a pretty good meme that was going woman. around. It was What's like, a, it was just like, you know, uh, whatever, if you want to say, I can't remember if it was leftist or whatever, society in 2000. It was like w- the Wall Street thing, you know, 99% and it was everyone's signs and then it was like them now and it was just them on a float with like rainbows everywhere and it's like Coca-Cola, Bank of America, TD Bank well, and it was like it. the that, same that's people. What you, that's the process, dude. The fucking, 
the I guess the what do you call it the wild beast <laughs> of the, they have to swallow that's what all this like painful shit is is as the corporate beast swallows woke yeah like, the burping noise or the farting <laughs> sound as it swallows all this horse shit and because it has to co-opt it and then that's the truly disgusting process is watching them co-opt it because everybody you could buy everybody like so all these people that are like you know they they went to college like they learned the shit at college they went to college expecting to have a better life <laughs> in general and they fucking uh you know you just give Didn't them some get money it. and then and then let him like you can and you can help do work for women or something you know like you can fucking uh, you're right know, it's really, how to get all the things at the same time yeah so that's that's like that's why i don't believe in any of the like people are like for socialism or capital like none of these things are like the thing that fixes things like they're just an economic system yeah and, and they're, they can be medicine to it and you 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 got to work with the people you have <laughs> to make the you know what i mean that's a huge factor what kind of people are you working with so they're always pieing this you know it's just like a religion like everything's oh no this is the system it works perfectly they always tell you how it works great and it and none of them do like and they're not <laughs> figuring in the human element of how like your perfect system is going to be fucked up by people yeah you know like i i especially when people talk about capitalism like most people who aren't in, invested in stuff only think of it as like oh i want to start a business and do it you know or i want to be able to advance my life and uh like it's it's just now i notice where you see a both right and left kind of acknowledging this fucking like corporate it's like it's like state capitalism or something it's like giant corporate cronies and it and it's like uh you know pull the ladder up worst of both worlds yeah like you don't want to let anyone advance that's what these giant things do they they make it so other other things can't advance because that's what it's if it was capitalist it's supposed to be we all can like you know the market can decide but then they have the power to manipulate the fucking market and they say that they should that it's good that they do that in fact they're doing us a favor manipulating the market yeah they're like oh it would have been a mess like you know you wouldn't even had your precious capitalism if we didn't give this bank a trillion dollars um they all love capitalism. None of them don't like capitalism. I, I, like capitalism in, in terms of international corporate capitalism is like the fucking devil. I mean, it's really bad. It's not. I don't know how anybody could argue for it. Well, what do you mean by that? That's why everything's like this. That's why everybody's walking around. <clears throat> Every comic I talk to that I know for a long time, they all mention of like how they got to just keep their head down and watch every little. I'm like, you just yeah. got done telling me how you live in fear all day. I know. And you're fucking worried about like, oh, you, think, worse, you think you're yeah. losing democracy because Trump got elected? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> You've been spied on since for fucking 20 years by your government. You Like, they all just put that aside because you need to be programmed to worry about aesthetics and programmed to pick a personality that you're devoted to and not worry about any of the policy because that's really none of your business the policies and shit just have trust you know like oh who do you like do you like? somebody said to me on on gnome's party they uh, well which candidate do you like or uh, i don't know all, all of them they seem nice <laughs> who gives a shit what i like yeah what are you are what are they gonna do anything that i give a shit about or is it all like not like who i i don't i don't want to have a beer that disgusting idea of like who do you want to have a beer with that's a fucking perverse thing especially politics like i could hate you motherfucker just do the thing i want but you're supposed to go so the re now here's the benefit you get from attaching it all to personalities if someone says something that's true if they're a bad person then who cares that means it's wrong you know 
So, so in the case of like, let's say coronavirus, which there's a lot of evidence that was like engineered, not as a bioweapon, but the way they study viruses it, is this hard. I saw these people talking about, it was the most horrifying thing I ever heard. This, this, uh, and, and, uh, but because Trump suggested it, the media has to say, of course not. That's great. That's a conspiracy. But people that know about this shit, it's, it look, it, it doesn't act like a normal virus that a normal virus will get weaker as it spreads out. But this virus, uh, can mutate into a stronger because there were two schools of thought in virology. One is you should try to evolve the virus to see how bad it can get. Like, cause we need that information. And there's another school is like, that's too dangerous to do, but it wasn't really settled. And there was perverse incentives to do the other way. So people around have been mute doing that with viruses because they just get grants and shit. And there's actually no scientific reason anymore to do it. It's just a perpetuating. It's so scary how it yeah. works. So normally a virus, once you like beat it, like the way he put it was, uh, this vi- a virus usually has one trick. Like once you beat it, like it has a trick to survive, but this one has two tricks, which doesn't normally happen in nature where it evolved, where it evolves two. usually and it once, evolves one. And once it does the first trick, you don't have that much time for it to, and then it, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's really like simplifying it, but the, it, the science jargon makes it sound so fucking frightening. It sounds so terrifying. And and then the guy's like, it's politicized. So that's unfortunately because it got politicized, there's no way. Like everything is not a platform for this, you know? Virology should be just its own platform that doesn't concern itself with, um, you know. Identity politics. Yeah, like, like, so that's the big, so all these people who aren't particularly good at one thing, but they, they can be zealots for this thing. They're like, oh yeah, I'm a comic who really cares about um, yeah, I'm not that good at comedy, but that's not what's important. Like, I'm doing this to prom- to promote marginalized voices, and yeah. And then if you're a critic who never understood comedy, when I started, being super edgy was what they were going for, and shit that I didn't think was any good, they would push like it was amazing. Like Lisa Lampanelli, who you know was like Lisa Lampanelli was the Nanette of her day where all the fucking people like oh my god it's amazing it's a woman and she's saying things that are so <laughs> racist and like it's not even the race it's like it wasn't fun it was just like this is just like even a hack I, it seemed like the shit that yeah like hacky racist is so much worse <laughs> it it like the the audience would eat it up and you and you're like oh my god like is she's like saying what they're all thinking you're like ew ew <laughs> And but but the industry loved it because it's a woman doing it, you know. And it was like yeah. that's supposed to be amazing. So then they flip. So they they always promote crap. So then they flip hard, and then they promote the crap of, you know. And that's where all the writing, all the all the writing staff is being cast that way. So they're like, we need a diverse one, and you can't just be a. I know somebody who's like a a lesbian who can't isn't diverse enough. <laughs> yeah, that's writer. nothing right now. <laughs> yeah, like you got to be black now because after George Floyd, they're like, "Oh, it can't." You're not just going to munch your way into this job. You get, you got to, uh, <laughs> you got to. Kind of uh, like with the with uh, the when like the corporate like takes over the woke stuff for Hollywood or whatever. You know when like an alien like when they say an alien comes here and, and imitates a human, but it's like you it's they didn't quite do it right. Yeah, it's like because there's no room for nuance in you know a phony replica. So it's it just like becomes like, pra- dude, they they. We used to laugh at standard when we get the standards and practices notes on everything I ever worked on that was, went on TV. 
they had standards and practices notes of like you can do that so on uh, ugly americans they had this robot that was supposed to be like it was after nuclear war this robot was designed to come back out and repopulate the earth so it was filled with sperm you know because <laughs> they all the sperm would be ruined and it got out early and it was going around shooting people with fucking sperm okay yeah so standards and practices said okay you can have that but it can't be like a, a like a fire hose of it. It could just be like a few like little tickets. <laughs> okay. And then when they made Sperm it. Sperm bullies. Uh, no, right. And it's like, okay. When we just laugh, you're like, whatever you want. Sure. They look grosser. The little squirts look so much grosser. Because <laughs> it's the not comical hose. anymore. Yeah. It's not comical. And, and it's not based on any moral thing. It's like what somebody imagines, what some Ivy League lawyer imagines they could maybe get in trouble for. So that's all these morals now are based on like, what could we maybe get in trouble for? And now the only way to advocate is to try to destroy someone who has your opposing view so that a corporation looks like, oh, people are really mad. Like they fired that chick from the, from uh, the Mandelabra. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the you know, they, got a yeah. Minor, they got like a backlash, like, well, was there enough of a backlash to make it a vote where they have to like, you know, so it's just yeah, like, the backlash is probably good. Yeah. So who's going to have more voting power naturally or more important? It's going to be like rich people. And so that's why it's like the disconnect between PBS and like regular TV when, it, when I'd be like, who's watching this when I was a kid? Because I like, who's watching the ballot? Like, it's like rich people were paying for this to be on because it's like culture stuff. Yeah. Now, everything's that it's like this is sponsored by some rich man's secret crimes he did that he's <laughs> <laughs> he's got a fucking uh that's what Jay, the reason we have james corden is because les moonves and because of what him. les moonves from Who's uh, that? cbs the guy okay. who got kicked out for being a sexual harasser and he was, was like corden's the guy he he handpicked him like he was the most powerful guy there you know who what, what was and, his deal corden um, where'd he come from Oh, he's from England. He was on a show called Gavin and Stacey, which was like... She was like an actor kind of coming up or whatever. I guess it was like a comedy. If you... But they, it's they not, saw it's the not a British show that's going to come over here, put it that way. Like, people <laughs> maybe think a lot of British shit's funny. Like, well, you're maybe just seeing what somebody realized. Yeah, you're seeing over. the good stuff that came over, yeah. James, yeah, and so fucking... <laughs> well, and, and now James Gordon. So he's on a show called Gavin and Stacey. Try to watch it. It's like... If you think Friends is too edgy and hardcore <laughs> and too white, like, and also not white enough. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's my, I'm like, who the fuck? This must be what they mean when they mean Little Britain. That means, like, the people that would watch this show. It's so, like, not even jokes. And so much it revolves around, like, singing a, so a popular song together. Feeling good. <laughs> good. I just try watching clips. It's, it, it, it baffled me. Like, I, I really sat there, like, what? What is, what is this? Yeah, and then Les Moon guy saw that and he said, "This you know, guy is, he saw he saw him. This in guy like needs a, a show. <laughs> he saw him out doing a play or a musical somewhere in in London. So, which apparently was a very well reviewed music. But how can you trust reviews? You cannot. Anyway, yeah. So now uh, karaoke is a form of comedy. Like just singing. That's like comedy. See comedy. <laughs> like, you know what's like funny. That's a corporate way to do it. Like, this is art. Like, you know, nobody's upset. Oh, the, oh, I have a pleasant feeling. And that's a song that I've heard. So it's good promotion for the song. And Yeah, all of TikTok's that. Yeah, and I'm not doing work. This must be comedy. This is like the automatons that be. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, but... 
But I saw, I, I watched, so when I was in the hotel, I was actually like on Friday night, I saw what was on Friday and Saturday. And I thought this was so like telling and maybe you have like a real reason why this doesn't mean anything and I'm reading into it. But Friday and Saturday night, they had marathons of South Park, four episodes, and it wasn't like, you know, this is some weird, it was like, this is what they're doing. Friday, Saturday night, they're like, put South Park on four episodes, and it was like, you know, this show's, you know, it's still relevant and still happening, but it was old episodes. Like, these are 15 years old. So this is their Friday and Saturday night programming, which I assume is a pretty, like, heavily watched night. And they're like, they're still watching the one show that they uh, they still have that they would never make in a million years now. There was a point, like, where Comedy Central... All, most of their money was coming from uh, blue collar everything. Oh, the the, the Larry like, the yeah, Cable guy tours. Daily shows like a prestige kind of thing, but it wasn't like and yeah like the demographic that they wanted to get because a lot of brands, you know, and they eventually people. had to get rid of the denim, the Canadian tuxedo tour. Yeah, and um, so they fucking uh. You know, that's, or like Netflix had old episodes of The Office. That's what everybody was watching on there. So like a lot of their shit sucks. Like they have a huge failure rate and then these they own the rights to these reruns. That's why South Park doesn't get canceled. If you're already big enough and you demonstrate how much money you bring in, then whatever you did is okay. Like yeah, J.K. Really? Rowling, now they hate J.K. Rowling. Yeah, she's not going anywhere. She owns, God bless her, owns all her shit and it makes so much money. So there's nothing that they could do. But they could destroy like, you know, if you're a minor, <laughs> something minor or unimportant. Of course. That's, I mean, even like Jordan Peterson a little bit. It's like they wanted to kill him, but it's like, you know, at the top of the company, they're like, are you going to give me a billion dollars? <laughs> what did he do that, like, I still don't get what his, like, what the danger of him is. Like, what is it that he's so, I've heard. Well, they figure that out like, after. You know that, Kurt. They, they, they know that this guy is bad. Cut that off, though. Like, why does he have to go? Well, they'll they'll figure out why he has to or what what's the reason. Second, what's you know, the that's real what they reason? Always, I mean, what's, what's the, the, the real reason? The real reason is because Jordan Peterson became literally the biggest, probably cultural influence in you know modern history, and just sold like oh. a gazillion books. You know, and he was against all the stuff that they're for. You know, which is so it's like a Trump thing of like we can't. Like our yeah, and he wasn't, uh, he didn't speak like Trump, but it didn't matter. You know, his big thing right, was that's that Tr- That's my point. It's like a guy that doesn't speak like Trump will get the exact same amount of fucking horse shit if he's. Yeah, like, they yeah. just find that. They go, oh, look, we don't like the way he speaks. And then he stops speaking like that. And you're like, still don't like it. <laughs> Lo and behold. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, now it's like going to be a thing of, of trying to control every, like, because there's no Trump and their business is fucking sucks now. They're gonna have to like get a new business as being in charge of what anybody can say. That's yeah. why I think the New York Times. Their new business is putting South Park on four times a night <laughs> again. Yeah, and you're like, hey, there's a lot of other people making great shit. Like you could do that again. And I watched Trevor Noah, so they put Trevor Noah on, and I go, the quality of what we're doing right now was yeah. better than the Trevor Noah show. And yeah, right. Well, he it, was a perfect was, guy for a corporate for a yeah. corporate gig. And you're He's talking, like, uh, you know, about real shit. This is Trevor Noah interviewing some actor about nothing, and you're or, like, or fawning over, like whatever. There's always like Kamala Harris, yeah, fluff pieces to make. You ever her, seen like, when celebrities start podcasts because they have to? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, some actress and she's like, oh, I guess I'll do that now because, you know, there's some whatever, like podcasting is or popular. Or a YouTube channel, which is more hilarious. <laughs> that, that seems darker when you see, yeah, you're like Matthew yeah. McConaughey, like got a YouTube channel now and he's making digital shorts and you go, Brie hey. Larson and her fat friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, like, this is rough. And you so just really feel bad for the fat friend. You're like, wow. <laughs> Yeah, when you take away all the stuff, I mean, other people have made this point, but it was funny to watch, like, you know, you watch South Park, it's a funny show ever, and then they cut to Trevor Noah, and he's interviewing a guy, and he's kind of like, you know, oh, so you uh, ran into George Clooney last week, you mentioned? And it's just oh. kind of... Oh, it's well, like, that's like classic setup. Uh, I know, yeah, right. but when it looks like a podcast, it's unfortunately, our brains you know, are used to seeing, they know, everyone knows what Joe Rogan looks like. Everyone listens to 10 podcasts now. So yeah. when you see this one, you have a frame of reference and you're like, is it, instead of comparing this to right, Jimmy they Fallon. Can't, but they can't duplicate. The entire appeal is that it's not produced and like they can't re ever duplicate that feeling of like a real thing because it's by nature not. It's like, yeah. You know. But even like you watch all those Hollywood podcasts, you're like, these, these people are in studios. They've got good camera setups. Like, I'm gonna, well, I mean, you don't need to do watch that. them. I'm sure you've been on them and you know what they look like or whatever, but just funny to watch Trevor Noah do his like, looks like this fucking filmed on an iPhone. The guy doesn't have a, we both, the guy doesn't have a microphone and you're like, this is broadcasting on you know, oh, Comedy Central. Oh, he's doing Central. it on like Zoom or something, right? Yeah. I never watch, <laughs> I crazy. See, I see the promos sometimes and I see that he, his like, I like his hair's been, he's got like a Corona lockdown hair. And he's fucking... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's got a pro. Yeah, and he wears a sweater. But he was always... like He was a nice guy. Like, I a long time ago, I met him, and he would be at the cellar sometimes. And, like, very... Like, talking to him. He was, like, a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, and I didn't, like... He's not people, filming the show, but... Yeah, like, an out... But, like, uh, you know, any kind of, like, foreign comedians, I always grade on a curve. I'm like, okay, well, what country... You know, like, Nanette giving a gener <laughs> generous curve is still not comedy. You know? Yeah. Um, Trevor was like, okay, like it's, it's like kind of like trite, but like he can, you know, I, I see how this is like the, the biggest of South Africa or whatever. Like, but I'm like, I, all right. And I never, it just like, it's, so what do you lame. think of Australia? It's, I thought that John Stewart picked him to like, make sure the show could never be as good as his show. You, you know, think it like, was that? No, I think, well, I used to think that, but it's like being happy it, seeing your girlfriend with like a, you know, a loser. I think it's just being, um, like, you know, oh, like kind of like white guilt. Like they all love a guy with an accent, all these kind of like comedy, like the they all guys. think that they're smarter, even a fucking Australian accent. They're like, oh, they're smarter. They have an accent. And, uh, you know, it's like, it, he checked a lot of like liberal points for him. Because John Stewart's like a cute, he's like a cute liberal, you know? Yeah. The thing I give him credit for that I think was great, very great about him was he would always say, this isn't the news. If people are watching instead of the news, that's disturbing. The news is not doing their job. Well, it wasn't at the time. Now it is, though. <laughs> I mean, now the news. dude, you can switch back and forth between The Daily Show and CNN, and they're kind of saying the same thing. No, then these shows started copying the daily show because it got raised so now that's why like anderson cooper anderson cooper has a ridiculous right say that he goes here's my ridiculously i i have sickening. not watched it yet no. anderson <laughs> cooper is a sickening human being and, uh, <laughs> jesus christ i'm watching him talk remember donald sterling uh that guy that yeah he's a, a patriot hero yeah <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the patriot <laughs> <laughs> That's the, oh my god, it's hilarious. He like 
taking girls out of the hood dude that guy <laughs> yeah well that was his beard that's what i what somebody told me is like that guy's gay and that chick is his beard and if, you're, if you're 90 his... years old and you're gay just give it up man no well Feel, it should feels have. like he, gay doesn't age well like being a 90 year old like, guy what kind still of take a beard are you being <laughs> because when i heard magic had those aids <laughs> so anderson cooper so okay more power to you definitely get that interview i'm glad i saw it of this Don, guy donald sterling defending himself is hilarious that's hilarious um, but the Anderson goes, warning, some of this mate. The way he gives the warning, like, <laughs> guys, he's like, I have some bad news. He said some bad stuff. I'm so sorry. I have to show this to you right now. Guys, I'm really sorry, but you have to see this. <laughs> like, it's so repulsive, that insincerity of like, because the joy that of what he's getting from this guy. He couldn't be happier, yeah. And he's got to like show like, this is solemn. <laughs> this is a solemn thing in America when this... <laughs> <laughs> when Magic Johnson had those AIDS, I prayed for him. What does he's that the, have to do? <laughs> yeah, he's the guy giving someone he hates like his test back and he got an F and he's like, I'm so sorry that you got an F. Yeah. <laughs> he's ecstatic. <laughs> he, he has to... Uh, somebody told me Donald Sterling. Who's that one player on the team that became like a comic briefly? Oh, uh, Dwayne, was it? Uh, Dwight Howard? No. No? He's kind of redheaded. No, I know the one because he did the roasts. Yes, but he I think he Donald sucked at comedy, but he was funny in the roast. I think he said, "Like he's like funny for a fucking CTE athlete." <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, you uh, know, I'm sure he was funny in the dressing rooms. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, no, people told me a bunch of people are like, "Yeah, he's a funny dude." But he said Donald Sterling like held his hand and took him around the locker room. They took his hand. Like, <laughs> Don, I think Donald Sterling. I just like to look at all the all the black butts and <laughs> he's, and uh, Donald Sterling's gay. That's what I heard, and so right that was his beard and so which is why she doesn't care that he was she was having sex with all the guys yeah he didn't say don't have sex with her, like bill burr's joke he didn't he's say very progressive he, fuck yeah. him he goes but you're here to be my beard so it doesn't <laughs> look like my beard's with a, a team of black guys <laughs> that's what it was and he can't yeah. say that but that's like an interesting real story but and you that you have to like i guess know somebody who knows somebody to hear which the a real journalist would give a shit about or you know like yeah and it's just something that would someone would break and it's almost like a lot of things right now where the truth seems so crazy that you just you get written off like a conspiracy theorist like oh as if like there's just too many people can handle like two points of things happening like once it's three or four things like okay so he has this girl then she's fucking all the black guys plus it's his beard and you're like i'm out this is too much things <laughs> <laughs> well i like uh john stewart which i thought was fucking weak as shit as, uh, Neil Brennan had a show called Approval Matrix, then he was interviewing John Stewart about about this about this, and it was that uh, he was asking me like, "Is that disturbing? Like in your home, you know, that's a thing now that like," and he goes, "No, it's just like he he had no problem with it whatsoever. Thought it was a good thing." Sorry, and, thought uh, what was a good thing? You know, like now your private shit is going to be like a newsworthy thing to like. Gotcha. Thought that was fine, and and didn't like. Now it's so much worse. I mean, it's fucking vile now how it is. And well, it's kind of the Jezebel thing, I guess. What's the Jezebel thing? Well, Jezebel, I don't know if you've seen the documentary, but essentially Jezebel outed Peter Thiel. Uh, oh, for, Jezebel. I thought it was... Um, sorry, Jezebel's Jezebel. the one, uh, the one, uh, like a, a section of porn, a porn hub Jezebel. that I like, yeah. Really? Yeah. And, um, Gossip queen. Yeah, well, she would tell me about it. Like, like, because, um, you know, and she wasn't like like... They started hiring people 
like when she got in there, it was like still the Liz Lemon era of feminist. Okay, so Thirty Rock's very very funny show. So back then, there were there you a women actually could still be funny on <laughs> Thirty Rock. Before that was banned by less funny women that came in. So fucking, uh, she talking about these hires that they had, like that they like sucked, you know. And they all, they, this is as more and more millennials got the jobs of being a. Uh, I always thought it was ironic that Jezebel was named after a chick from a bi- from the Bible who deserved to be thrown out a fucking window. <laughs> it was, it was na- Jezebel was an evil woman who painted her face like a whore that had to be chucked out of a window. Jezebel nails it. Be, yeah. Yeah, 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 it had to be. The Lord commanded it. <laughs> it's so funny, dude. But yeah, that's like, they all just turned into sort of like, you know, gossipy church ladies, I guess, essentially. <laughs> Do you hear what yeah, someone's, silly they, fucking, someone's though, had sex out of wedlock? Do you hear? Because uh, it's, that's, did you, this is in the New York Times. They're, they're writing this, okay? The, the guy writes, like, the New York Times is in the middle of an evolution from stodgy paper of record to a juicy collection of narratives like the best online it's like did you say you're a juicy collection of narratives <laughs> that's now? what the new york times said they are <laughs> that's in the words of the guy and so that's a guy from buzzfeed that broke the fake p-tape story okay about trump remember nobody would publish it because it was actually a like the cia leaked it <laughs> so you didn't want trump and the, nobody would pick it up like even these shitty outlets but buzzfeed they go well we'll just say this somebody said this and is it true you decide that yeah was, yeah so this guy went to the New York Times. Just we'll put, or did he at the end? <laughs> yeah, right. And, <laughs> so that's what they think uh, news is now because that pile of shit, Nick Denton from Gawker, he was, there's a documentary about it called The Front Page. And you can see where Brian Stelter get, got his start at uh, New York Times. And this old reporter's like, yeah, I think Brian Stelter was constructed to torture me like, he was made in a lab of everything I hate. So this guy is like a real journalist, <laughs> and you can see he's on his way out, and they cut to this fat turd Brian Stelter tweeting, I'm checking Twitter. And um, and it's a document, and Nick Denton's bragging about how they're just, because the newspapers can't, now this is pre-Trump, so they can't compete. So that all this happened before Trump. The Trump was just like the lifeline for them, kind of. Yeah. they were. It was all like startup money, and all this shit of like you know rich people investment, and the, and they turned news into queeny shitty gossip. So maybe I can't blame the Daily Show because they were just turning it into like some jokey jokes. But Gawker was really like now the news is going to be the meanest fucking rich girl who hangs out with the shittiest gay guy. <laughs> the shit they talk about. Yeah. Imagine these two fucking morons how they talk. Oh my god! Did you hear? That's gonna be the tone of all the news now. It's so juicy. I went oh, to the fuck. Columbia School of Juicy Narration. <laughs> Actually, that reminds me. I'm gonna we're gonna uh, wrap this up because we're getting long, and I'm gonna put like the one last thing that you said to the because I, I always listen to. I actually do. Whenever I'm listening to people I like, especially even when I was we we're gonna do this, and I listen to a bunch more of your things, I always like write down in a little. Uh, which sounds kind of corny, but I'll write down like the like your name and then like a few funny what? things. And then I write plus my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I write, and then I write my own name, and it's way more. And I'm like, these are all the great quotes that great comedians said. You have way more than them. I go, you know, they need to catch up. <laughs> but oh, you write down people's. Sh- I write down like, like so. That. You said the Brooklyn Boohoo scene, and I know this is crazy, but like, I, have, you, I don't remember saying that. Like, where did I say that on your podcast? Did but, I really? Dude, whenever someone nails something, I go, 
I write it down. And then also you kind of keep track of who said what that you heard. So you're like, then when you uh, later I say yeah, it, I right. go Brooklyn Bruce and well, I go, oh, that I, was fucking listen, correct. I do that. Or I go, who the fuck said that thing? Because it gets in your head. And I go, who yeah. said that? And especially when it's my friends or people I like, I want to know. Can I contribute yeah, right. too, right? It's but you thoughtful. said it's very thoughtful and Canadian of you. I would just I'm also like a psycho OCD about my notes and stuff like that too. So maybe oh, really? that's part of it. <laughs> it's like all work and no play makes a <laughs> it's I just love boy. quotes. I lo dude, I get yeah. so excited about you ever been like I think that was one of the things that people like Jordan Peterson so much, but you ever been like fucking, you know, think hopefully I do that for other people sometimes, but you're like thinking about something forever and oh, then someone says one sentence. Yeah. Some guy that oh, you're a guy that I'm a fan of on YouTube that I talk to sometimes, he said, you, I never heard this joke, but it's kind of funny that you want to join the military, but you didn't like the idea of having to commit suicide after. No, no, close. I said, I, you know, I would be down to join the army if you didn't have to be homeless after. <laughs> and then I say, I oh, go. Oh, wow. He, he, he's a veteran. The guy's a veteran, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And yeah, I go, yeah. well, Americans love their troops till after the war. Then they're like, ew, he's got no legs. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be homeless <laughs> after. You know who the, did you know who the last broke president was? Who? Truman. Truman died at his fucking, he had to move into like his mother-in-law's house. Oh, the ultimate shame. So that's when the president <laughs> swore they would never, that <laughs> won't happen to me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Get Raytheon on the phone. Raytheon on the phone. Day one. But it's you said, yeah. I'll tell you what you said. You said that, uh, which was such a like perfect crystallization. You were, t we were talking about, you were talking about Par like Car Kim Kardashian and pa Paris Hilton or whatever. Right. Yeah. And you were like, that is so much. If Kim, if Paris Hilton was famous now, she'd be telling telling you who to vote for. Yeah, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, that's what I I still admire about Paris that we did not appreciate these uh, debutante party whores like we should have. That's what it is. Yeah, they were making porns. They, all they wanted to do was hang out and be. And now, the generation that should be them is now. Like I'm an activist, and like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, fucking and make a happy. sex that's tape. That's why they're so unhappy. Like Paris Hilton was doing what make that's what you're supposed to do as a fucking. She had a shirt that said "fuck poor people" or whatever. <laughs> did she really? Yes. And I think she did. I know for a fact she, was she selling did fuck some poor people. One of my roommates was a poor person. She fucked really. Yeah, so she was literally saying she would fuck poor people. She's all listen. She's yeah. all right. <laughs> all right. Never once said anything about uh. I don't know. Take your fucking pick. I I can't even get them out of my mouth. There's so many of them in my brain at once of all. No, but yeah, if all those people now, it's like that's who you. That's how smart you are. That's how you know. And you're like, you're right. You do have a. Some of these people do have like a good business sense of how to turn their like activism into do what a you're business. Good at. This is like do you, like do you, everybody's not supposed to switch jobs. Like the president's not supposed <laughs> to be a yeah. clown, and I'm not supposed to be the president. Okay, yeah. and, and so we, uh, let's all go back to our jobs. That we have. <laughs> it's called the division of labor, and it was a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the the new communism is when all the comedians are presidents and all the presidents are comedians. Yeah, it's it's going to be worse. Like they worry about Trump, but somebody worse is coming. Like because <laughs> the pe they didn't address any of this problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and so someone who's not going to fuck it up, who has like you know, Trump's just like an empty fucking. He's like an empty fucking suit that you're like, what do you like? You like me to say this? Like, that's all. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to come that has ideas and they're going to be maybe bad and it's going to be like overwhelming. Like I, somebody said that to me, uh, some comic out here, he goes, he goes yeah, the, the next president will be like the Hitler is, is being raised even now in Silver Lake. <laughs> and, uh, 
I believe him. He was right. Yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. Well, hey, when are we doing the? When are we doing the the special? Well, he called me just now, so I, I, we're gonna do a pre-record. So I think we're gonna pre-tape that. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, you know I mean? whenever you want. But yeah, uh, we're gonna have it. We have to have like his a list shit. We're gonna have to record ahead of time and then do the live. Anyway, it's coming. Very cool, man. I mean, it's like literally you guys are doing stuff that's probably cooler than most TV shows, and you're just making it the two of you. So be great if it had made me any money at all. All right. <laughs> I'll talk to you, everybody. Thanks. Okay, and podcast is can't get oh, right can't, with can't Kurt Metzger. Right. It's not a good podcast. All right, I'll see you later. Okay, thanks, buddy. You're the best. <laughs>